0: Almost Daily Devotional, Divine Discontentment. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Today, I'm going to be talking about the concept of not being content. And, you know, as as far as can it be that God would cause us to not be content with where we are in life? You know, it, it seems odd because I'm sitting here and I, and I look at scriptures like 1 Timothy 6.6. 6. It says, but godliness with contentment is great gain, you know, and then of course he goes on, he says, but if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that, you know, and then Hebrews 13, five says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. You know, and and, and so you've got all these things. It's like, listen, no matter where I'm at in life, no. You know, whether I have plenty or uh, whether I'm in want, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. That's in Philippians 4.1. So with all these scriptures that talk about just being content no matter what the circumstances, how is it that we can have a, a principle of divine discontentment? Well, you know, I don't think that I'm going to be able to find you a scripture that says, you know, God causes you to be, you know, discontent, that it's going to be kind of written right in there. But I don't think that this principle is 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 going against these other principles. Um, you know, I, I think the contentment issue comes down to what is the root cause of being disc- discontent? Are you unhappy because of your own selfish desires? Are you unhappy because... You know, well, yeah. Is is it is is the root cause of your discontentment? Is it God or yourself? And and of course, that's the I guess the understanding of the word divine being behind divine discontentment. But I was I was reading today in a little devotional uh, out of Dan Miller's The Rudder of the Day book again, and he was talking about the fact that he you know it was Ralph Waldo Emerson that really talked about this concept. divine discontentment. So obviously, this isn't one of the apostles or anything like that, but still, somebody that that definitely thought through this quite a bit. And Dan Miller shares that he says it's his belief that authentic vocational success is tied to our spiritual well-being, Uh, the identification of those inner gifts and talents that need to be used for us to be fulfilled. So basically, God has given us us unique gifts, talents, abilities, and for us to feel a sense of true um, success in life, we really must understand that the work that we do has to provide more than just an income. Um, Emerson said this he says, you know, um, you know there are, he says I see young men, my townsmen whose misfortune it is to have inherited farms, houses, barns, cattle, and farming tools for these are more easily acquired than got rid of. It would have been better had they been born in an open pasture a pasture suckled by a wolf that they might then, Seen with clearer eyes, what field they were called to labor in. Now, here's the situation: I have experienced the principle of divine discontentment in my own life, and it was through my own very much, uh, you know, chasing somebody else's dream, chasing this dream of money, chasing this dream of job security. Chasing the dream of making my parents happy for being in the family business. You know, I did not inherit, you know, I did not inherit. Um, well, you know what? I'll, I will say this. Okay, maybe we weren't, my family were not farmers. And, you know, I didn't have the farm, the house, the barn, the cattle, and the farming tools. But I had today's equivalent in the family run business, in an insurance agency. You know, I left a career in insurance after 11 years. Uh, and this is this isn't just a career in insurance after eleven years. This is a career in insurance and a family run insurance agency, one owned by my parents, one where the business has been in the family since nineteen thirty seven and handed down from generation to generation. And not only that, but a business that I was being you know trained and taught how to run so that in just a very few short years from now, my my father would be retiring and I'd be taking it over. And I will be honest with you, I made a lot of money there. I was extremely successful. And, uh, you know, Dan Miller oftentimes talks on his podcast about the fact that, you know, job security is a myth. And and I agree with what he says. But as far as job security comes, you know, and, and you know, nothing's as secure as what we think it is. But you know, by standards of what most people talk about when they speak about job security, I had a pretty secure position. I mean, people are going to need insurance, uh, whether it be, you know, b- good economy or bad. And, and you know, I'm not likely to get fired if I'm the owner of the business and, uh, you know, all this other stuff. But the he- here's the de- deal. It didn't matter. What happened was I was brought into the family insurance agency not because I was de- I desired to be in the business. I was kind of asked to get in because I had a passion and a talent and a gift for technology. And they said, "Cliff, why don't you come work for us right after I got married? Why don't you come work for us and we'll have you- we'll hire you to do our computer work for us, our networking and and stuff like that and i says okay that's that sounds good i would love to do that more than answering telephones over here at this call center for a catalog order department it certainly was more something a, lo- a much uh, closer aligned to my gifts talents and passions and so i went for it and over time you know working for them you know in the insurance agency went from you know only working on computers to answering the phones to answering questions to doing pay status to quoting for my dad. And then, you know, basically being told, you know, you do all this work, you know, I could pay you a lot more. Uh, if I, instead of just having you do the quotes, you could just write it up and I wouldn't have to deal with it at all. And so that begin began, you know, it's like, okay, here's the farm, but now here, you know, here's just some cows, you know, and in, and, in, and, and here, you, you, by the way, you're going to have to get up every morning at 5am and milk these things. You know, and it's like it—it it just got so much work, and 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 eventually, you know, there was very little time for me to do the things that I was originally hired for—the technology stuff. In fact, the if I spent too much time on it, they were unhappy with that, and and basically, what happened is I found myself in a very soul sucking career, and 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 I became very discontent and I'm thinking you know well I will find myself content with whatever the search circumstance whatever the situation I, you know, godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, I've learned, you know, whether I'm in need or, pl- you know, I have plenty. I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstance. And, you know, it's it's easy to th- find these New Testament scriptures and just apply them to your work situation and say, you know what, this is, this is where I am in life and I'm just going to stay here. And I don't believe that that's right. I don't. Um, I believe that, you know, if if our only reason for staying in a job is is to be content with bringing in an income, then then I think we're missing out on a uh, on an area of life. Um, you know, here's the thing. I, you know, I think we do need to provide more than just an income. I think I think our spiritual life is tied to what to the work that we do. And, and I believe this, of course, now that I've lived on the other side of that, I, I, I gave up my career, not I mean, and, and I don't, I would not advise everybody to do it in the fashion that I did it, but I took, a, I felt, I felt a divine, a godly discontentment in my life. I tried to fight it, but the more I tried to fight it, the more it became clear that God had desired for me to not be in that place. To, to not continue to pursue that path, that he was calling me to a place where I could use my natural gifts and talents in the area of technology, my love for building relationships with people, my love for entertaining folks and my gifts of teaching folks and my gift of encouragement. And and he, and he wanted me to be a, a source of inspiration. and And I learned all of this through once I started podcasting. And I'm like, wow, this is... I'm seeing some real ministry opportunities here, uh, well beyond what I ever imagined back when I originally felt called to do ministry full-time years ago and was told that being a pastor was the only way I could do that, and not the only way, but was the key outlet for that. And over time, I learned that, man, I I could be doing full-time ministry through through. And doing pretty much what Paul did, working, you know, having a career and just being who you are and having the open ability to have real relationships with people and and answer their questions when and only if they ask. And so it became clear to me that I was discontent with my career in insurance. And I believed that that discontentment was not because of something selfish, inside of me because the selfish inside of me thought, you know, Hey, six figure income guaranteed, uh, over the net, you know, and and I'm, I'm sorry, mid mid six figure income guaranteed uh, as much as a guarantee could be guaranteed in a few years. And, and, you know, I was already making $87,000 a year plus benefits, plus travel expenses, you know, to go on these trips with my family and my wife. You know, I I had a lot of great stuff and I left all of that behind for an absolute promise of nothing other than being fulfilled. Being fulfilled, you know, and so that is the principle of, of, I guess, divine discontentment. Is God calling you to not be content in an area of your life? Does God want you to do more? Does God want you to do Di- something different. I love what Dan Miller's book here says. It says this: "Believe you can structure your work around your goals, meaningful relationships and your dreams and passions. Look inward to give shape to the work that is fitting for you and the application will appear." My friends, I I will tell you, I I hope and I pray that your work will become something more than just an income generator, that it will be a source of fulfillment in your life. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.